and welcome to Bury the Lead. I'm one of your co-hosts, Winnipeg Free Press columnist Jen Zarati. And I'm your other co-host, Winnipeg Free Press multimedia producer Aaron Labar. Welcome to the show. We have a big one today. We have a huge show today. I'm yeah. very excited, actually. Lots to get through. Yeah. Uh, we're going to be focusing mostly south of the border today. So talking Doing about... an America deep dive. America deep dive. So obviously we're going to be talking about the horrific separation of families at the border yes. um, because that is that has felt like the only story that I mean existed as this it week. should be really yeah. yeah yeah so we're gonna go through that break it down yeah. talk about it uh, we're also going to be speaking with a professor from the economics department at the University of Manitoba uh, Dr. Laura Brown and uh, we're going to ask her about tariffs because that has been in the news a lot recently as well. Conversations between Trump and Trudeau. The term tariff war has been thrown out a lot. So we're going to talk to her and find out what's going on. I'm literally going to ask her what a tariff is because please do. Yeah, because, because honestly, I know a little like basically, but like, let's be honest, I need to. And uh, I mean, yeah. we're smart ladies, <laughs> but sometimes I feel like when you're reading about the stuff that you it's like you have to be an economist to understand this. So, yeah. Yeah. So and we're going to do we we're going to do other a, people feel the same way. So we're going to tariffs for dummies. Exactly. <laughs> your week Jen oh I feel like the answer is fatiguing relentless oh god (laughs) like if you pay attention to the news cycle this week or have you know empathy for others it's been a week it has it's been heavy yeah Mm -hmm. but I'm going to talk about something positive before we get to the heavy part as am I so we'll yeah keep it light so (laughs) (laughs) um John K. Sampson who we both know and love yes um he played a pair of solo shows at the Studome. And I, the Studome? I'll tell you about the Studome. Okay. So Stu Reed, who is on CKW yes. and yeah. is works for McNally, Man About Town. Everybody knows who Stu is. But he has been hosting house concerts hmm. um, at the Studome. I really <laughs> like that it's called the Studome. <laughs> Me too. It is a beautiful home on Grosvenor for uh, forever. Like I don't remember how many years right now, but... I'll find out and tell you later in the show. But it, uh, yeah, for years. Um, it's kind of before house concerts were cool. Like, mm. he was doing them. So, John K. Sampson played two shows um, over the Father's Day weekend. And I went to the Saturday night show. And uh, my pal, Andy Yish, came up from Georgia. Oh, wow. And she had done a pilgrimage, I think, back in 2010 to Winnipeg. She's a big Weaker Thans fan. Okay. Even though she lives in Georgia. So, mm-hmm. I... When I worked at Uptown, I did a story about her because I was like, oh, oh it's so okay. weird that you are coming all the you way to Winnipeg, like kept in touch. a city you've never been to, to see this band. And yeah, we kept in touch. So she came up for the show and we hung out with her. And it's fun. It was so lovely. Like I had never yeah. been to a studio show before. I have never been either. Would go back. Like it's like this lovely like spread of snacks oh. and it's very intimate and it's so nice. But man... He's got to prepare a lady for doing the Virtute the Cat trilogy oh, in no. completion because, oh my God, I was really struggling to hold it together. Like, <laughs> I was just like weeping, like lots of, <sighs> lots of tears being wiped away. But yeah, yeah it was really nice. That sounds like show. fun. Yeah, yeah it was fun. great. It was awesome. Yeah. How was your week? Uh, well, it was also quite busy because we're in the depths of festival season, that which is my are. busiest time of yes. year. So we're doing a lot of previews, a couple of reviews, getting ready for upcoming stuff, but on Sunday, last Sunday, which was Father's Day, we always do a picnic out near Lorette with my Slovenian cultural group. And my family volunteered to help prepare the food, mm-hmm. which is barbecued pigs, chickens, potato salad, coleslaw, whatever. 
And my 90-year-old great aunt, Mary, my teta, <laughs> said she was going to come and help. So we're like, okay, she is the best person I think that is living right now. Like she is my <laughs> favorite person in the world. She couldn't be taller than like four foot two. Like mm-hmm. she's teeny tiny, 90, wears a little like babushka around her head. <laughs> and then I, she peeled like a bajillion potatoes and I look over and she climbed a freaking tree. Oh my God, what? She was climbing a tree and yelling at my dad saying, there's a dead branch up here. <laughs> and everyone's just like, Mary, get down. And her kids are just like, whatever. <laughs> she just does this. She's up a tree. Yeah. And so she's my favorite person in the world because she's 90 and she's like still so with it and like so physically fit. I just love her to death. Aw, may we all be Mary when we grow up. I feel like, where do you even start with this story? I know, and also this is probably the most sort of, like, political that we will ever get (laughs) on on this podcast specifically. Yes. But we're both very impassioned by this issue, and we felt like we wanted to talk about it. Yeah, the, I think most of us can agree, except apparently for people who make decisions, that separating families at a border is a horrific practice. Yes. And keeping them in... uh, like literal cages yeah this tender care or tender child child center tender age center tender age center that's yeah that's a baby jail like it's what is going on i and i don't know (laughs) and and the fact that it's been going on so long is so incredibly concerning and i and i just literally not on like a figurative level but i literally don't understand how this is continuing i know i don't understand the government mechanics i don't understand any of it it just it feels like Everyone's screaming, somebody do something, and nobody's doing anything. Like, it's like um, Reverend Lovejoy's wife from The Simpsons, and she's like, won't someone please think of the children? Exactly. Like like, that, but in real life. But seriously. Yes. What's going on? I don't know. So, lots of stories. So many stories. Have come out of this. Lots of interesting talking points. You know, talking about the idea of having poster children. So, like, that viral photo of the two-year-old. Which is now on the cover of Time. Which is now on the cover of Time. Yeah. Um, Very much shades of Alan Kurdi, the Syrian refugee. Yes. Was that photo of him on the beach. On the beach, yeah. Um, These really iconic images of this really... What will go down in the books is a really horrific time in mm-hmm. history. Um, you know, talking about that to talking about, you know, the fact that we can actually have the technology to hear these kids crying. Because mm-hmm. that was also another story this week is a lot of audio from these places. Because mm-hmm. for a long time, reporters were not allowed near them or to photograph them. Or so. And in other similar instances in history, we mm-hmm. wouldn't have the capability to have audio and video and yeah. color photography. And yeah. yeah. So it, uh, so people know what's going on now. That's the craziest part yeah. is that people know what's going on. Everyone yeah. is very aware of the level of the terror that is happening and nothing is, nothing is changing. It's uh, why. So, yesterday i guess there was because this this story has also moved very quickly yes um and this is posted on friday so i guess wednesday was the executive order that u.s president donald trump signed in a hurry um addressing the separation of families Mm -hmm. here's the thing though it doesn't it might it doesn't it's like the symptom not the disease right so there's still families being detained for we don't know how long. It's not clear to what extent that it will actually make a difference, you mm-hmm. know? Um, 
it's yeah it's just it's even hard to talk about like I really I feel very stagnant like you know when you you are working so much that you become paralyzed because there's so many things mm-hmm. to do that you just can't do anything yeah that's how I feel about this as well yeah just every day seems to bring a new more horrible detail um but yeah like they can still detain families for you know who knows how long yeah and they're posting bails that are like unattainable amounts for most people who are immigrant families trying to come across and also the the children that have already been separated like what's what's happening to them where are they going yeah you had mentioned that the airlines have now said that they will not fly so several major carriers have said that they don't will not transport children to those centers yeah then my concern is like if they're not taking an airplane then are they just going to pile them into some sort of air conditioned semi unair conditioned semi trailer and try to drive them across the country this whole thing like every decision has a has sort of like a domino effect to a a bad uh bad yeah yeah. Um, there was a fun book, Facebook fundraiser that was uh, making the rounds, which I'm sure you saw and your yeah. and I saw it, yeah. and it has raised like millions of dollars. Like I think I'm trying to find a more recent number. Um, what was that? Like was 16 million? Yeah, and previously? counting. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's uh, the I'm just trying to find the acronym. Um, the uh, Refugee and Immigrant Center for Education and Legal Services mm-hmm. or RACES. Yes. Um, they're the ones that have been doing. Yeah. So this. if you guys are interested in kind of keeping up with what's going on, follow these guys on Twitter. Keep track of what they're doing because they're they're doing very good work. And that is a way that Canadians can contribute. Yes. So if you are feeling helpless, uh, which I think many of us are in situations like that, mm-hmm. that is a way you can help. You can you can donate money whatever yeah. money you have whether that's two bucks because all of that is 20 bucks or 200 that is and going bail money and everything yeah. is going right to that so because the lawsuits are coming oh yes for sure yes. so anything that you can do to help that is a that is a action plan so mm-hmm. shall we move on well yeah it's sort of tangentially related yes. because it is now going to be summer vacation season coming up and a lot of yeah. people are talking about not going to the united states because of all the things that are happening and that they don't agree with what's happening there. Um, There's a column in the Globe and Mail about that. Yeah. Wrestling with like, what do you do with your summer vacation if your summer vacation happens to be in the States? Right. And it all kind of, in my mind, all boils down to like, where are you spending your money? Like, Mm -hmm. where are you investing your personal resources? And so we thought it would be really cool to talk to a local economist um, about tariffs, taxes, Canadian and U.S. sort of money relations boycotts boycotts if they're effective uh we're joined today by dr laura brown who is a professor of economics at the university of manitoba uh thanks very much for joining us dr brown i think our first question is very basic and that is what is a tariff okay tariffs are taxes on imports so a tariff is just another word for tax um except for it's one that applies specifically to goods that come into a country um, so if Canada has tariffs on U.S. goods, that means that anybody trying to sell goods from the U.S. into Canada has to um, pay a tariff. Well, to the point, the consumer in Canada has to pay the tariff, pay the tax. So what it really does is it, it makes a difference in the price between what the seller gets and what the buyer gets, like any tax does. Okay? Perfect. Does that make sense? Yes, it makes total it makes sense. sense. <laughs> Just the tax on the goods. 
So then with all this talk of like tariff wars, what does that mean and how is it going to sort of impact us as consumers? Okay, tariff wars, um, they're going to raise prices. I mean, basically, right? And what taxes do, they raise prices for consumers. And so if there's a tariff war, that means we are charging taxes on goods coming from the U.S. and the U.S. is charging taxes on goods coming from pretty much everybody these days. Um, and so the prices for U.S. consumers go up, the prices for Canadian consumers go up. Um, it, 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 and it, um, sorry, it also messes things up in a way because you might, um, it also messes like the, the, the economic relationships that have happened over time. Right. Because, you know, whether you're a buyer or a seller, you're used to particular market conditions, and then all of a sudden they're thrown off by a 25% change in price. Wow. Right? So that's, that's a big shock to the system. So it doesn't really sound like there's a lot of benefits for anyone other than it just being like a purely political power move? You're right. <laughs> it doesn't benefit anyone. I mean, the U.S. says that they're trying to um, help their, their workers, but, you know, we went through this before, and, you know, one of the big debates in economics is how much um, a sharp increase in tariffs um, caused the second, sorry, caused the Great Depression to either um, to last longer, basically to slow the recovery, um, versus whether or not the tariffs hadn't been there. So, um, yeah, tariffs, they don't do anybody any good. I, if, if you look at, you know, there's, there's uh, talk right now, Mexico is retaliating to U.S. tariffs by putting tariffs on pork. So what's that going to do? Well, in Mexico, the cost of pork is going to go up. But also in Canada, we may end up with the U.S. trying to dump pork into our market because they can't, you know, producers can't sell it in Mexico anymore. Mm-hmm. And so our producers are going to be facing that. And so it really causes a lot of uncertainty, right? Mm-hmm. It just it just messes things up for, for everybody. It's not really good for anybody. So it's just like a terrible domino effect, basically. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's a terrible domino effect because, you know, if, if someone puts raises their tariffs against you, so they raise their tariff taxes against you, um, then you are going to, you know, one, the country is going to retaliate by raising its tariffs, and it just slows down um, the trade that goes across the world. And um, you know, we've had we've had a lot of lowering of, of tariffs you know, since the Second World War, mm-hmm. and you know this this turnaround is it's it's really worrisome, and I tend to lean towards um, allowing for your trade um, as as a I think it's been a positive for the world. I mean, I know that we have overconsumption and we have definite problems, but there's also um, to me, there's, there's also an, a non-economic side to this that I think is really important. And that's that if you look at the, the attitudes, right, the way that people uh, think about freeing trade versus closing trade, right? On the one hand, if you're trying to close it up, you're trying to protect your workers, which it doesn't work, by the way, right? I mean, <laughs> mm-hmm. all it does is causes barriers. Mm-hmm. So your workers have fewer things to sell to other people as well, and they can't afford the stuff that they used to because the taxes are higher. 
right? So it doesn't actually help your workers. But it's this idea, oh, well, we're going to defend, we're going to close, we are going to, you know, um, shut down the outsiders who are somehow hurting us, mm-hmm. right? It's all a really negative approach to the world, right? It's a negative approach to your future. It's, it's very much that the idea that there's a big, bad, dangerous world out there, and right. the mm-hmm. only thing we can do is protect. It's very fear-based, for sure. Sorry? It's very fear-based approach to the world. Very fear-based. Yeah. And then whenever you're looking at, at saying, okay, no, we're going to trade, well, you don't have enemies. You have partners, right? Right. You don't see growth in China as a bad thing. You see growth in China as a massive amount of human beings coming out of poverty, right? I mean, it's, it's a completely different way of looking at the world, and one you know, and, and your approach to trade um, tends to align with your view of the world. So Interesting. Um, yeah, that's a great yeah, point. I, I look at this, it's, it's bad for everybody. I, you know, the attitudes that tend to come along with these, this type of approach is also not good for our, you know, economic future and even, you know, political stability. Um, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's very worrisome. So, yeah, consumers should be worried because they're going to pay higher taxes. And not for the right reason. So what can consumers, what can, con- sorry, what can consumers do? So how do we make an impact with our wallet? Is it actually possible to boycott American products? Because I know that is something that people are thinking about doing, right? Yeah, honestly, there are also some people who are thinking of just boycotting products from Trump companies. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, and, you know, that, that, it, it's basically, but what you're doing is, is, when you do that, is you're saying, okay, I am going to, um, you know, instead of dealing with the fact that the, the taxes have gone higher, and so I'm going to reduce what I buy anyways because I have to pay more, I'm going to just cut off that particular um, source. And I can see doing that just because you're annoyed, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, personally, I, I avoid going to the U.S. Well. Trump's at power, but at the same time, I'm not sure that it's a great thing to do because it also feeds into the negative. And you know, right? Maybe we have to go through this this little period of being negative before we can start rebuilding and saying, no, you know, come on, we, you know, people are people, and there are Americans suffering too, right? Exactly. Um, but yeah, so this is this is a worrisome time, and I'm not sure that boycotting is going to help who knows sometimes you have to have things get pretty negative before you can turn it around so it might right and but at the same time um i think it's actually kind of important to keep um an open attitude towards other countries and their products and their people that makes a lot of sense i think that's what helped the world progress so far in the last you know over, over time since that second world war well, thank you so much for all this information. Yeah, this is I great. I feel a lot more educated already in just like 10 minutes. So we really appreciate <laughs> you. Okay, really? All right. Yeah. So, uh, any other questions? I think, that's, that I think that's probably good. I think that's great. Okay. Well, thank well, you so thank much. thank you. And uh, I'm, yeah, good luck with your uh, podcast. Thanks very much. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Take care. For our last segment, we are going to we're going to do something different. Yeah. Today, 
um, instead of talking about ourselves all the time, even though <laughs> I, <laughs> I know that you love that, um, this is a new segment that we're going to call Signal Boost. Yeah. Where we're going to promote something that has been in the Winnipeg Free Press over the past week that we think you should see or visit or right. like in case that may you have got it. lost in the fray or if you're yeah. not a regular reader of the paper these are a couple of things that if you have the time you should check out i'm gonna go first yeah you go first i'm gonna shout out michaela who was a guest McKenzie, on the pod who was a guest on the pod um she made an amazing video from the manitoba marathons the manitoba marathon happens every father's day yes weekend she did an incredible video about i almost cried when i, I watched know, it so i was so beautiful emotional. yeah um about a woman named janice Matthewman who um has been training to do something that she never thought she could do which is run a full marathon incredible and, honestly yeah. like i know that i could never do that so yeah she every she's been training every sunday with a group of women that they jokingly call themselves the turbo turtles because I, I guess I they're the that. slowest in their group i love that so much um but yeah michaela followed her on her marathon journey the day of so like right from lacing up the sneakers to well, I won't spoil it, but you go watch and see if Janice Matthewman made it through her full marathon. But yeah, it's just a beautiful, it's a beautiful video. Yeah. And she just manages to do things so quickly that it just blows my mind. Yeah. I can't believe she knocked that out in like an afternoon. Yeah. Like, so it's, yeah, it is a very beautiful video. I am signal boosting um, Solomon Israel, who is our pot reporter. Um, there's a lot of stuff happening right now, obviously, mm-hmm. and he's kind of on the ball and on the forefront of everything. So this week, um, he did a story about how prosecutions will continue, um, before legalization happens. So if you're at all interested in keeping up with, with all the government aspects of it and the, and the sort of more logistical things, um, follow the leaf. That's our specific branch for the yeah. pot reporting yeah we have our own cannabis vertical cannabis which, which, which is <laughs> calling a pot but cannabis vertical yes. uh, which i think we've talked about on the show before but yeah. in case you don't know that is a great place also a great place if you have questions yes because he has much like i do <laughs> there is a dear herb advice yeah. uh question and answer column and he will not just answer your question but will like give you a full reported response oh yeah he will find experts so if you and, have any yeah, que- literally anything. any questions about use sale purchase whatever brand yeah <laughs> i mean it was a history making week it is now we we have a date yes october 17th i yes. think is when we can start uh you know buying using recreationally so that yeah and we're like canada is the only second country to do so mm-hmm. i think uruguay was first yeah like a so decade ago so keep following what, what saul's working on mm-hmm. um you're probably not going to find this coverage anywhere else so you're welcome <laughs> <laughs> um as always you can find everything that everyone's working on at winnipegfreepress.com yep. you can also follow us on social media i'm at Je- jens ratty on instagram and twitter and i'm at naya on instagram and twitter you can also email us yes. at bury the lead at winnipegfreepress.com and next week, we are off for the week because I'm going to be in Dauphin doing Country Fest things. Jen's going to be on a lovely holiday. And then we will see you again the following week for our special Folk Fest pod. <laughs> That's Jen's banjo, That's a banjo. music. <laughs> okay, we'll see you in July. 